with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, the first of two live hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick, and with me all the way across the pond, that cherry little chap himself, Mr. Steve Parsons. What ho? What ho? No, you found the watering hole or not? No, what ho? It's an yeah. English term. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different English terms to think. You know, I, I thought we, you know, I, I thought the last one said, oh, we should get Jackie on and do another St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> but no, <course>. not again. <laughs> Done to death. Everybody, everybody in America's got, you know, just like my mother's, grandmother's, father's, auntie's goat was Irish. Therefore, am I, so am I. Everybody in America's Irish on St. Patty's Day. I know it's pathetic. We coin beef and carriage and turn our rivers the, green. Yeah, except the Irish don't eat corned beef. Beer. The Irish don't eat corned beef and carrots, and they haven't got any green rivers. So there we go. Well, that's too bad. Who cares about them? It's about us. It's all right. It's Halloween. It's America. You know. It is. <laughs> in Halloween, everything includes land, land of the annoying. Land of the pumpkin spice. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, anything, anything new and exciting you uh, want no, to we're mention? All, no, we're all, uh, we're all really poor over here, particularly us this week. No, is we, that, uh, your tank filled? Yeah, we got the oil tank filled, the, the yeah, heating oil tank filled. God mm. bless us. It's gone up 150%. Oh, yeah, at least. It's terrible. So, what did it cost you for a, a tank? Uh, for 500, uh, 350 gallons. Yep. Uh, about, hang on, just do the math. It's about $700. Well, you know what? It's about the same here. Actually, it's worse here because we paid, I paid 600 and something for 150 gallons. So that's, uh, a good chunk of change. I know. And it's like the cheapest oil that there is, heating oil. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And there's no shortage of it. It doesn't come from Russia. We don't use it. I mean, you know, like, we're not like the rest of Europe. We're not dependent on Russian oil or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... So it basically, just, it just screwed you. Well, this is why Shell and BP and Exxon are making billions of pounds, dollars profit. Mm-hmm. They're just raking it in. Yeah, so we, uh, I started on uh, the morning edition uh, two weeks ago, talking a little bit about times, and uh, then we continued last week uh, uh, talking about it as well, and and we, and we ended up talking again on Monday on it, and it, it is the most confusing thing that I have ever tried to deal with, uh, the whole concept. Uh the whole of. concept time time travel 
and and what is time slips versus time travel versus uh there's a whole pile of things i mean it it's it's really mind-boggling when you look at it, it you know the, the whole concept when you're here on earth and somebody's sh- shooting out to the stars well you don't have to even go that far you want to get really screwed up there was a very interesting experiment that was done a number of years ago over your side of the pond mm-hmm. and uh what it is they they got uh, a bunch of atomic clocks these really accurate yeah clever yeah. clocks and they stuck one in a hunting lodge at the bottom of a mountain and they stuck the other one in a pickup truck and drove it to the top of the mountain and then back down again and because it had been at the top up the top of the mountain and back down again they were different so let me um, riddle, riddle you this then okay i understand that because you went up and yeah whatever but let me let me riddle you this so a riddle person on, riddle riddle me away riddle me yes. so a person on earth right yeah and a person gets on a spaceship okay so it's, yeah. that's the zero point and the person on earth ages and the guy of course when it goes up in space and travels fast and the person on the ground ages more than the person on space however the theory being of course the closer you get the speed of light the the light uh, time slows down but the theory is do you really experience anything less time-wise than the person on earth well the answer to that i want to hear this right well the answer is the astronaut in space and the man, his twin brother, let's mm-hmm. make it even better, his okay. twin brother on Earth age at exactly the same rate. They will both be uh, biologically the same age. However, so they, they won't be different, you know, like one will be older than the other, one will be younger than the other. Yeah. But the time by which the the life span is measured will be different. That's the thing. I it's really it's the measurement that's different. It's because if you blast somebody off at the speed of light and then return them to Earth, they they will be um, in in um, real time. They will be their ages will be their ages will be different. But if you measure them at a biological span, they will be identical because they will have lived for the same length of time. Same length of time, even though time supposedly slowed down. Well, time, time is there's a as Einstein said, time is relative, relative. Yes. And it. For example, you and I, you know, four score years and 10, you know, that, mm-hmm. that famous saying. But to a fruit fly whose lifespan is 24 hours, their per- perception of time is very different. And how we perceive time, for example, one of the, you know how it's very difficult to swat a housefly? Really? 
Well, it is, isn't it? If you bring your if you bring your hand near near a house fly, yes, yes, they, they, yeah. yeah, and that's because, relatively speaking, their brain is is processing inputs at a very fast rate, so their relative time is very rapid, and so what they sit, we might move our hand very quickly to swat the fly, but the fly sees that object approaching it very slowly or does it sense the the pressure change and no 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 it actually you know they've measured this and well they got lots of eyes you know what the fly sees effectively is your hand coming at it in slow motion Mm. and it just dodges out the way it's it's just it just amazes me i mean this whole cause and and we all know that i mean you've seen the matrix as we know it is a man-made thing and and is a measurement, uh, but the other thing is, so you talked about perception. Now, a person, an older person, believe, feels that time goes by faster, and the reason they they do that is because we we perceive time as experiences. So when we're young, we have new experience, new experiences. Excuse me, as exp- yeah, new experiences all the time. So uh, uh, things are happening. But when we get older, we don't have as many new experiences, so it seems to change faster because when we do have something, it, it doesn't seem like that long of a, a distance from the last time we had a new experience, which is pretty well, weird. But. Well, the, I mean, we experience time differently every we do. day. Right. If, you are, if you are in a boring you know, lecture. Um, yeah, perception. It it lasts a very an hour can last a very long time. Whereas yeah, like one of Cal's talks, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're having <laughs> a load of fun at one of my talks, it well, just it's so flies exciting. By. It just flies by, right? Yeah, and that's because you see time as we measure time with clocks, and um, this is this is a man a man made construct. This is yes. us imposing. There are ways of measuring time, like atomic decay. That's the basis right. of an atomic clock, where what you're doing is you're you're fitting the decay of atoms or the vibration of quartz crystals, um, you know, into a man-made framework. Right. That's you know, what we're we, doing. It's we always have, a man-made have, framework. We have decided that there are 60 seconds in a minute there are 60 minutes in an hour. There are 24 of those in a day. But Which has the, to be adjusted every so often. Uh, because it doesn't fit to... Exactly. You know, our, 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 our constructed view of time has to be adjusted because it doesn't match, you know, that the universe around us. Fascinating it, stuff. You know, I mean, time isn't time is complicated because we choose to make it complicated our ancestors didn't didn't suffer from this problem until the middle ages when they started to develop clocks because Mm. up until that point their lives were governed by the the environment you know they Mm. got up when the sun came up they went to bed when it went dark yeah they they watched perception of time was totally different they watched the sun you know where it was in the sky to determine when to put the seeds in the ground and when to harvest and when to do this and when to do that. Um, it only came later, 
you know, we developed time as a way of dividing up the calendar and to divide up the day. And it was all done really to make money and to make us productive because those, you know, it, it, you need to work for so many hours. You need to do so many hours. No, work in order that, to earn so like so it, it has it. It has important things too. Like for instance, I will meet you at ten o'clock. I mean, you, you, well, yeah, you have I mean, something in, you have to measure it by. The, you have the to UK, it by. The, uh, Great Britain. Um, we we had this problem in the Victorian era when when after we invented the railway, we realised that a train would leave London headed for Bristol, and it would depart from London at nine o'clock in the morning, and it would arrive in Bristol such a time um so people would you know they would get on the train they would go to bristol the following morning they would want to come back and they would uh the train would depart from bristol at 10 o'clock and go to london but what when they got to the station the train had gone because their watches were set to london time the train's departure was set at bristol time um and so they had to impose what was called standard time or railway time. And that is the basis of what we still have this problem today because the clocks have changed again. We're messing with time. And we now have time zones, for example. So now, you know, in the Victorian era, it was decreed by royal decree uh, or act of parliament that all of the clocks in Great Britain would all be set to London time. Now, previously, uh, and, and, you know, every year we have this argument or this discussion in our house. On New Year's Eve, we, we all, everybody in the, in the United Kingdom listens for the radio to chime the chimes of Big Ben. Yeah. Uh, like the dropping of the ball the in, ball in, in, Times, in Square. Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. However, we live 200 miles from from london we live 200 miles nearly due west from london which means that actually our new year is 20 minutes later well it's nine, 18 minutes later but and you're the still time, in the same time zone though right we're in the same time zone but the sun rises 20 18 minutes earlier right, in london exactly than it does here and it would be the same america or the west coast of america mm-hmm. uh, sorry the east coast of america takes its time happy new year when the ball drops in new york yeah but that's not the same that's not the same moment of new year as it is in boston california or florida or california because, because they are not on the same um latitude mm-hmm. sorry longitude yeah sorry i know what you mean so you know, we we impose these times like the time in Boston and New York is the same on the clock, but it's not the same in reality. No. I you know, at, at the moment you're four hours behind uh, me, mm-hmm. um, and because we're on time, daylight savings time, and you are not in, on daylight savings time, and in yet. two weeks' time you'll be five hours behind me. Right, but then the you know there is a a bill right now in front of uh, the Congress to standardize uh, daylight savings time as all the time, adopt that as the 
Well, that's been tried here in Britain. Um, I know we it tried was, it before, but it, yeah, and it, 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 it just led to um, it, it, because parts of Britain, like Scotland, for example, they they were in a lot of because the further north you go, and we are a lot further north than you were at latitude, even at the south of England's at latitude fifty north. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would mean that Scotland would be more like parts of Canada, where it, you know the far the far north of Canada, where it's dark for three months in the year. So there's a lot. Sorry. Oh, it is Scotland. So it's well, it is Scotland. I mean, I I remember they tried this experiment when I was a school kid, and Mm -hmm. we used to go to school by by uh, torchlight, because even though it was it was half past eight in the morning, it was still dark, because Mm -hmm. they they didn't adjust for daylight saving time. Yeah. Now they're talking about bringing us into line, or they were talking about bringing us into line with Europe which would have put us on to double saving, daylight saving time, oh, moving our clocks forwards two hours. But So um, how do the Greenwich, Greenwich mean times, how does how that adapt it as the, you know, the standard that the rest of the world measures? Well, they, need, they, they needed a standard. Um, they needed a point at which to, to set the meridian, the time meridian. And at the period in time when they did that, Britain was the foremost naval power on Earth. It was the most, you know, we had the empire and we were the one of the, you know, we were what America is now. We were the standard setters. We were, the, you know, big on commerce and trade and we had the biggest army and navy. And, and at Greenwich was the Royal Observatory. It was also the home of the Royal Navy. And they decided... Um, it came down to London or Paris. We were the stronger country. And so they put the zero meridian line from the Greenwich <laughs> through the middle of the Greenwich Observatory and decided that that would be the zero meridian. There you go. All right, uh, the, so French wanna... have never co- uh, the French have never agreed. And we, oh, the French never agree about anything. And we now universally have what's called UTC uh, instead of GMT. UTC really? and GMT are actually the same thing. Uh, one stands for Greenwich Mean Time, one stands for Universal Time Constant mm. or Universal Time Coordinate. There are two different descriptions yeah. of it, but it's actually one and the same thing. That's like, you know, they did with BC, you know, they changed well, 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 they've stopped that, that now as well, haven't they? Yeah, we've got to stop that. Okay, yeah, we don't, that want to, we don't want to offend people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so... Going back on this, and, and uh, speaking about uh, Britain being a naval thing, I, I saw a, a video on uh, the internet about a Ukrainian soldier shooting down a uh, a plane or a tank, I guess, with a uh, UK weapon is yelling, God save the Queen, <laughs> or, uh, God bless the Queen. And so <laughs> but anyways, moving right along. That's uh, because we gave them a load of missiles to do it with. Yeah, that was so sweet. Anyway. Moving right along, uh, we're gonna. I want to look at time travel because that's what this all ties into. And, and mm-hmm. of course, so uh, you know there are some theories, of course, that goes. Uh, but well, wait, let, I won't get to that. Let's just look at time travel first. And now, is correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the theory that we could go back in time, but we can't go ahead in time? Is that 
it's oh you know you're right but i can't remember whether i'm sure that only time physics physicists who have studied the problem i think have reached the conclusion that we can only go i'm sure back it's back back yes back on but not forward right we can't yet they 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 can't find a, a mechanism within the equations that would support an argument for forward time travel but they can find a mathematical equations for backwards time travel okay um now uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly sure that's the right. Yeah, it is. That that's right. the way it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, it's back, not forward. Yeah, yeah. backward, not forward. Um, which is interesting because, you know, we we do, we can look back in time. We do it every single day. We can view the past every single day. When you step outside and you look towards the stars or you look at the sun, yeah. You are not seeing them in real time. When when you see uh, a firework at a, on the 4th of July, you are looking back in time because the flash and the bang are separated as proof of that. And the, exactly. Same with thunder and lightning. You see, you see the, hear the, the, uh, see the lightning first and then the thunder. And that's because light travels faster than sound. That's right. And when you look at the stars, you are looking, or when you look at the moon, you are looking at the moon as it was three or four minutes ago exactly. and about eight or nine minutes ago. So if the sun went bang at this moment now, we would still be talking and chatting away for another eight minutes. Before we disappear. Before we disappear. <laughs> All right. So that leads to the second point. Now, uh, we had Anne, a doctor, excuse me, Dr. Ann Winsper on uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe. And she is, is doing uh, her thesis on time travel or time slips, excuse me, time slips. So what is the difference between time slips and time travel? Well, as Anne said, um, time travel is when you um, set out to uh, travel through time it is it is oh, can't you do it accidentally well yeah what Anne said was that if you time travel then you are you you yourself are but time slipping is when uh, yeah i'm not even sure i i i, I agree with what Anne's description was because time slipping yes you know, I think we're in this thing of interchangeable phraseology and terminology again. Um, one person's, yeah. I we did a TV program called uh, "In Search of" with um, um, the new Spock. Yeah, with the new Spock, Zach Quinto. Now, our section was on time slip, but the whole program was entitled "Time Travel." And so they looked at CERN and they looked at people who claim to have uh, traveled back in time to the Gettysburg Address uh, or traveled into the future using these Stargate type devices. Uh -huh, but we can't travel in the future, according to. Now, time slips appear to be spontaneous, uncontrollable and interactive. But then, 
you know, we've only got Doctor Who's word that you, if you go back in time, you can't interfere with anything. Mm. So, you know, it is the ramifications of time travel, I think, are as just as fascinating as the possibility of time travel. Because if you did go back in time and changed one thing, then it's the domino effect, isn't it? It's the butterfly in the rainforest flapping its wings effect. Oh, is it really? Or is it, is it the well, change? Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Or is it a change in that particular timeline and not necessarily the timeline that you were in? Well, you know, what I mean, there's, there's a theory, of course, it's it's well supported every, every, that there are many dimensions are basically yeah. the. Well, forget the yeah. dimensions for a minute. Let's just deal with time, because okay. if, if, for example, um, at some point you could go back in time mm-hmm. and you changed one thing, say, for example, we were talking to the boys about this the other day, say, for example, um, you went back in time and you were having a drink with a friend and you forgot to meet St. Jan. So you and St. Jan never married. Therefore, uh, Ron Jr. wasn't born. Therefore, anything that you and St. Jan have done subsequently, Mm -hmm. so Ron Jr.'s partner, would not have met Ron Jr. So her path would have changed and everything she interacted with would have changed. Mm-hmm. So you change one thing and everything changes. Exactly. And not just in your timeline, but rather like the roots of a, you know, every, you think, I mean, you think back at uh, just in terms of generations, mm-hmm. we think, you know, you're descended from your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, at each generation, the numbers more than double, don't they? Two to four to four to eight to 16 to 32 to 64. Well, I'm going to have to hold it there because we are coming up on the break right now. So you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Steve Parsons and uh, Ron Kolick. We're here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. And the Glant Messelier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and also our very, very good friends on the, of the Deadia Society on Patreon. And uh, if you too can become a Patreon member and get access to exclusive videos and the Ghost Chronicles magazine. So if you uh, are interested, go to Patreon, look up Ghost Chronicles Radio, and you can get all the details on that, which is uh, really reasonable. So if you have the time, we'll be back after the uh, following uh, messages here. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Ghost Chronicles International. On tonight's show with your host Ron Kolek and Steve Parsons, we'll be talking about time travel. And thanks oh, to Anne and Ron for the previous hour's show, um, the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation edition. Sorry, I got distracted by Senator, somebody called Senator Warren from Massachusetts. Dressed oh, as a, please. Hawaii dressed, Hawaii. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, in Congress, dressed as a Navajo chief. I think she yeah, knows. That's her. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Uh, we had actually a couple of questions from Joanne, and you want to know is time travel real? Well, that's $64,000 question. And uh, does daylight t- time savings time count as time travel? And once again, it's phraseology. <laughs> it depends how well, you see it. For the most part, no, but uh, it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, changing the clock time doesn't is not time travel well it could be <laughs> well it isn't <clears throat> it isn't uh, um, so but what, it, uh, the other but, thing of course he says if we could go back in time wouldn't it be great you could change things in your life uh, uh, but, but, there, but therein lies the problem you change one yes. thing in your life and everything subsequent to that and related so for example um, you have an accident this is, this is just you know, mm-hmm. a, a make-believe story. Mm-hmm. All right, um, man has accident, ends up breaking his leg, whilst in hospital. Meets somebody, um, meets a nurse. Mm-hmm. They fall in love. They have children. If he didn't have the accident, if he decided, oh, I'm going to go back in time um, because you know I don't like the scar on my leg. So I'm going to stand up and change. No accident. No accident. No hospital. No hospital. No nurse. No nurse. No wife. No children. So that and one of the, his children, you know, they could have grown up to be Pope Vladimir Putin. Yeah. So you know, there was there was. Well, that was would a, lead the question, though. If if you're saying that, is it? Are we? Can we really travel in a time where we can change things? 
or can we really are just traveling the time to view things? Well, even if you travel in the time to view things, you've, I'm sure you've you've heard the uh, the guy who claimed when he was a small boy, his father worked for the CIA and they yeah, stuck yeah. him in a time machine and they sent him back and he's in a photograph um, watching watching Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's me in the photograph there. Mm. Um, and it's just the back of a small boy, you know, standing there gawping yeah. at President Lincoln. All right, so let's just imagine that scenario for a minute. Or that famous mm. one of the guy wearing the um, the cool sunglasses and the... No, whatever. The, yeah, you've seen them all. Yeah. Well, all right. He's standing in a particular spot. If he wasn't in that spot, go, uh, viewing time travel, viewing an event, you know, he's traveled back in time to witness the Gettysburg Address. He was standing in a particular place in front of a photographer. He's created, you know, the photographer takes the photograph. If he hadn't gone back in time, then that photograph wouldn't exist, okay. if it's real. And we wouldn't be debating it and a whole belief system in some people wouldn't have started and people wouldn't be interested in it because they weren't interested in it. They wouldn't have studied it or they wouldn't have argued about it. We so even, this some, show. <laughs> even something as simple as going back to view an event, you will, because of your presence there, alter the event. You will leave a footprint. That's if, that's if you were. That's why I could, said if. If if you could actually do that. In other words, now this this uh according to uh this book, of course, this father, Pellegrino Ernetti, uh, he was a Roman Catholic Benedictine monk who created a device uh called the Chronovisor, which enabled him to view past events. So in other words, he has a photograph. Uh, he was there when Christ got uh, mm -hmm. uh, crucified and all this and, and taking pictures. But, and, and of course this, this machine is supposedly actually exists and is, is hidden by the Vatican. But well, anyway. The, the archives. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, you know, the Vatican archives, they're like the, the oh, yeah. that warehouse we have in Washington where we keep the rule. It's like that. It's, and all that. It's that big warehouse in Indiana Jones, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, they have one in, in there and one here. So, I mean, to me, that makes more of a sense where you could view the past because you're going back. And, and as we know, the past, I mean, we all, you have light and light is emitted. We, we, you know, I mean, we, we, the stars we see now are really not there Gone. anymore yeah exactly so you could understand if you could go away to find a way to go back in time i think that i mean understand viewing a little bit more than well actually... i think that's how i think that's how physics actually um thinks it thinks about you know going back in time but the problem you know these when i when i've seen this portrayal in the movies um oh if you <laughs> No, but I mean, if you think about, you know, when when they do you remember the Lord of the Rings movies? Actually, I didn't watch them. So, oh, well, you've got, you know, evil Sauron 
in his tower and he's got, a, um, you know, he's got a crystal and he's peering into the crystal and he's seeing these events that are taking place mm-hmm. either in the past or at distance. But in order to do that, there is a problem because the point of view is very specific. Now, at the moment, every emission of light, every electromagnetic particle from your that you, you you generate that i generate that the environment around me generates is traveling off at the speed of light radially in every single direction um, and it will do so infinitesimally that's why we can see right the way back to the big bang nearly because you know as as we develop technology we can do that but the problem is the further out you travel you can't be very specific in targeting so in order to view a particular event such as the crucifixion or what he said and she said or the Gettysburg Address using something like a chronovisor is you would have to make it incredibly specific. You would have to look down to capturing uh, one single photon in a, an ocean of photons. And so the physics falls apart at that point. And the technology certainly has long since fallen, fallen apart. Right. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, just doesn't hold together. You know, this idea of being able to view the past very specifically um, based on projections of, you know, residual energy and, 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 recordings and all this because how do you record it how do you capture that recording how do you then view that recording and i'm not talking about imprinted recordings as in the the stone tape i'm talking about you know recordings of past events that are or capturing past events yeah we can see a star that wasn't there 50 million years ago because it's exploded yes we can see back to the big bang because our technology is looking at something particularly enormous, we're not looking at something as specific as an event such as the crucifixion. Mm. Because, yes, the electromagnetic energy from that event will still exist. It is now radiated out into the universe and will be 2000 light years away if we right. you know if we accept the the bible so 2000 light years away there will be electromagnetic energy that was generated at the time in the place of the crucifixion but that small event will have gone out in every single direction exactly um so it will be immeasurably dilute so immeasurably dilute so that brings us to what is a time slip then where a time slip correct me if i'm wrong once again is when you all of a sudden are in another time period people address differently activity occurs as as it's normal 
isn't that really time travel? Aren't you really traveling to a different time? Are you, though? Because if you look at, we can talk about multidimensionality now. Because when you time travel, you, you don't um, move physically. And H.G. Wells got it absolutely right because the time machine he built never moved. That's so cool. It went forwards and backwards only through time, but uh, physically it didn't move left or right or up same and down place. or right. stayed in the same place. Now, <clears throat> that's a different concept than time slipping. Uh, and it, with time slipping, you're dealing with uh, a concept that comes into the realm of, it's, it's often talked about in, in terms of quantum mechanics, where multiple possibilities can exist in the same place. So, for example, um, where you're sitting now would also be in the same space as where a dinosaur was or where the previous occupants of your property were. They have all existed in that space, but not the time. Now, under multiple dimensionality, multiverse theory, um, this is where it gets kind of mad. They can kind still of, exist. This whole thing is mad. I'm they, sorry. They can exist in the same space, mm -hmm. and and but not the same time. But the perception of time in the different dimensions could be could be different, and occasionally they could collide with one another. So, if you, I mean, there, if, if I know, so the the experiences people have of time slips where they do go in different ways. So, are ghosts the reverse of that? Are they well? No, from a well, different... and made and made a uh, a point about you know well, one of the problems. I don't well, know what you think. Problems, There's always something to be in, you know. <laughs> well, no, it was a very good point you made and one that I agree with. The There is, um, you know, we talk about ghosts and poltergeists being yes. separate, but now people are starting to realise actually they are uh, pr probably just parts of a continuum because people I, see how, you and i people, always believed in that and we yeah. We, yeah well people people are now starting to consider time slips and hauntings in the same way because they have so many features that are that cross over so, between similar. the two types yeah. of yeah so you know how you define a time slip and how you define a haunting again comes down to perception mm -hmm. you know do you perceive it the classical way of um, you know, talking about a time slip is that um, that both parties interact. Exactly. You, but there are hauntings that are doubly interactive, where the spirit appears. Yeah, to we be, call I mean, you know, like the, the the terminology intelligent haunting, where the the yeah, spirit interacts well, with the present. And and so we are down to this idea of well, perhaps if ghosts and poltergeists are part of a continuum. And hauntings are by considered to be um, multiple experiences in the same space. 
but different in time of the set of an of a perceived event. So the appearance of an apparition to you one week and to someone else several weeks later, it's the same uh, same space, different time. Um, so maybe this whole conundrum is one continuum, incorporating time slips, hauntings, ghosts, etc., etc., etc. What we what we've done is compartmentalize it all to try and break it into small bits that we can understand. Exactly. Because otherwise we would be completely head fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating theory. And, and you know, I, I, ever since I've been doing this, people have saying, you know, they, they've gone back in time or they see people in, in different times, which is the, the time slip thing. But then you also have, well, if if it, we can do it go that way, then why couldn't someone from that other dimension or whatever go this way and and have a time slip into our dimension well we talk about i mean you, you know our good friend our mutual friend richard felix um has always talks about the the treasury's house in york where harry martin saw the legion of roman soldiers marching through whilst he was down in the cellars and then they did some archaeology and they realized that they were walking on an old roman roadway that walk through uh, that led into the city of york and he described the, the roman soldiers as they looked nearly two thousand years earlier now he describes them as the ghosts or the apparitions of the roman legions they they didn't see or they didn't acknowledge in any way harry martindale uh, which would suggest that they weren't interactive that they, that they were you know some sort of replay event there was no interactivity there. So, but who's to say that they, that one of those legions, legionaries, didn't get back to barracks and go, did you see that weird ghost with the funny clothes and the funny hat? No. Oh, he was just floating there in the middle of the sky, just doing nothing. Yeah, it's. You know, who's, you know, that my favorite movie, The Others. Uh, one of my favorite oh, movies cool is the movie. other. Wasn't that a cool movie? Oh. And that's who's who is whose ghost? True. You know, this is this is why we study it because we don't have the answers. We 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 can't even, and this is where the problem really comes in, really lies, is we can't formulate the questions. And isn't and the and the evidence that. And I use that in, in air quotes. The evidence collected is contradictory. Contra well, not only that, but it, it only supports what you're looking for. In other words, you're not looking for time slips and the dimensional travel. You're looking for ghosts. So everything is going to be geared to a you believe you believe in ghosts as the disembodied well, comes, spirit of it, it a, a person. To, so it's yeah. all buried back to that. And, and interpretation, because, mm -hmm. for example, um, our mutual acquaintance, uh, Dr. Cal Cooper, wrote a book um, called uh, or worked uh, on uh, telephone calls from the dead. Now, that's where people believe or consider that a deceased relative or friend 
or person that they know has picked up the telephone, uh, caused it to ring and spoken to them, you know, by means of the telephone. Um, but there are many, many cases of people who believe that, that aliens from other planets or other dimensions call them by telephone. True. So it comes down to, you know, somebody who is a ufologist. Even divine beings when you look at it, Steve. Yeah. People who, who don't believe in ghosts but do believe in aliens and alien abductions and alien visitations would would not perceive a strange, unusual phone call from a vo- you know, from a familiar sounding voice as being that of their deceased grandparent. They are much more likely to perceive it as um, you know, Zog from the planet Zool who who you know I've met in, a, in, a, in an abduction. There's an old saying, um, with re- it refers to religion, but you see the God that you pray to. You have, you know. So if you are, we, uh, if you are, Steve, Muslim don't we, don't we see that in your, in your favorite subject, which is orbs? Yes, we right? do. I mean, we some, do. somebody sees a picture with an orb in it, they'll say, oh, that's, that's the ghost of my grandmother. Yeah. Oh, that's a, uh, a and don't an forget alien. That, yeah. Oh, that's the blessed that exactly virgin. The same, exactly yeah. the same phenomena. These blobs of light that appear on photographs taken outdoors by flash are also attributed to aliens. There are yes. many, there are many, many orb photographs that purport to be uh, UFO related or UAP related, or linked to alien abduction situation scenarios. So again, it comes down to perception. So this whole, you know, we talk about time because we don't really understand it uh, as individuals. Physics does understand time. It's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. But as human beings, we we live our lives uh, by learned time. We've learned that in our world, we have imposed 24 hours in a day and 68 minutes in an hour, mm-hmm. and that you have to, you know, you start you start your journey at this o'clock and you finish it at that o'clock, and it takes so many, you know, minutes, hours to, to complete. Because we like to divide the day into manageable little units that we can understand. But if we weren't a human, if we were a cow or a fruit fly, or an atomic particle, that day, that journey, that situation would be and feel differently. Now, we're trying to put ourselves into the mind of an atomic particle. Now, an atomic particle, its time is different. A fruit fly. So we try and imagine what it's like. We're trying to, well, what if? And how does that work? And, you know, we we live in a four dimensional world. Um, but scientists are talking about 11 dimensions. We can't conceive of that. Our brains can't even imagine what that's like. We have no way of um, visualizing it or describing it correctly. We can do it mathematically. That's not how our brain works. You know, our brain 
needs to understand it by not looking at vague symbols in columns on 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 you know computer readouts or blackboards you know we we cannot uh, i don't know how much time we've got there was a there's a there's a famous experiment it's called uh, uh 2d world a two-dimensional man Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why we can't explain three di- why we can't conceive these dimensions. Imagine that your world is only exists in two dimensions. It only has left and right, you know, uh, so it's flat world. And somebody from 3D world comes and sticks um, a finger through 2D world. Now, what you would first see is a point of first contact and then a growing circle of, you know, the outside diameter of the finger getting larger and larger and larger and larger. Then another dot as another finger appeared. But you would never, ever see the entirety of the finger. You can't see up or down. And You would length. be basically a silhouette. If you it stepped wouldn't. into the world. What? Correct. Yeah, but you could never understand the height or see the complete object. And we have that same problem trying to understand other dimensions. No, you can, in a two, sorry, in a 2D world, you, you would be able to do height because it's height and length. So you well, should flat, be flat. Up, up and down. And no, no, no. Two dimensions. Right. Two dimension. Two dimensional yes, two, world. Up and down, left and right. I mean, that's that's two dimensions. You don't no, have. No, no, depth. no, no, no. That's no. three dimension is depth. No, two dimensions. No, the third. It's two up. It's length and width. The third dimension is depth. Yes, you're right. So you would see a silhouette eventually. Yeah. I should have said flat world, which I did later. I shouldn't have said Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know what you were going with that, so I just kind of ignored it. Yeah, I should have, so flat I have world. About it. Okay, yeah. my bad. All right, my bad. Yeah. No, no, and, and mine for using the wrong terminology. But, or, well, here's, a, as a quick example, if you, if you take a sheet of paper mm-hmm. and stick a, stab a pencil through it, yep. then look at the hole that you've made and try and imagine that the pencil what it did. Yeah. What it did. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you can't, you can't, from that hole, you cannot, all you can say is, you've got a, you've got a circular hole. Well, that describes exactly. nothing about the object that made it, or, or, or anything about the interaction. And the flat world, too, it would also, you wouldn't even have the, the paper going up, so it would be exactly. just a circle. Would, yeah. it, it would be a one atom, or one unit. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, if the object was moving and was a pointed pencil, it would start off very small, grow to a particular mm-hmm. size, and then as it would withdraw, reverse. And all the people in Flat World would be able to go to say is, whoa, did you see that dot that turned into a circle and then turned back into a dot and disappeared? Mm-hmm. They could never comprehend it was it was a sharpened pencil. Right. Well, so how can we ever have to comprehend? Speaking about time, we've run out. <laughs> I thought we'd only just begun. <laughs> well, we could have if we go back and start all over again. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, <laughs> the first of a two-hour. 
Uh, it's a fascinating topic. I mean, I really, uh, the last couple of weeks that, that I've been There are some fantastic it. books on the subject mm. um, yeah. where people have tried to grapple with it. You know, um, the ones that are written by physicists are too uh, technical. Technically. And, yeah. and the ones written by um, amateurs just don't grasp it at all. No. That's the sad part about it. It's it's, it's such a and hard because, concept to understand. That's because effectively we live in flat world. But and I want we were just about running out of time. But the one thing I do want to say, and and I agree, thought about it, and the more I agree with you on it, is back in the time early days, people had lots of time on their hand because there there was no clocks. Their 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 lives were structured from you know, going out to eat breakfast and everything, there was there was no hurriedness. Today, uh, we don't have that. We have so many distractions, so many addition experiences, new experiences that we don't well, have we, enough time. We, they were never late for, oh, you know, oh, my television program starting. Oh, this radio show's oh, ending. We got to go. All right, there we do go. have to go. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Ian and I will be speaking with uh, uh, Genevieve Kenny, uh, who is quicker, the director quicker, of, running out of time. Who is the director of the National uh, Funeral Museum. So uh, stay tuned. All right, Steve, thanks a lot. Thanks My for pleasure. listening, everyone. See you next week. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 